Grieving is a form of learning, writes Mary Frances O'Connor, author of The Grieving Brain, The Surprising Science of How We Learn from Love and Loss. Today, I'm joined by Don Walsh, co-founder and ED of The Lily House, and Kim Mead Walters, MD, co-founder and ED, meaning executive director of Sharing Kindness. We'll be talking about the transitions and adjustments of living with chronic or serious illness, dying, and grief, as well as the work of our three agencies in supporting people managing these life transitions. I'm Gwen Guzzo, your host and the director of Helping Our Women, a nonprofit resource center serving women living with chronic or serious health condition on the Outer Cape. Welcome, Kim and Dawn. Glad you could join me today. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah. Um, The three of us are gathering in part because next week on Tuesday, August 15th at the Nossa Middle School in Orleans, Dr. Mary Frances O'Connor will be discussing her book that I just referenced, The Grieving Brain. And the event is open to the public, and people can attend by Zoom as well. If you're interested in attending by Zoom, email info at cape.org if you want to get the link. Otherwise, come on down to the um, Nossett Middle School in New Orleans at 530 on Tuesday, August 15th for a talk and to meet with all three of our organizations or learn a little bit more about it. Um, But before we start to talk more about programming, I thought we could just do a summer check-in. The three of us are leaders of local nonprofits and have plenty of work on our plates. Um, And I'm wondering, what are you doing for fun and or self-care this summer? Like so many of us uh, who live and work on uh, the Cape, working on that um, balance, Gwen, I'm enjoying the Cape and friends who visit and, uh, and balancing that um, with work uh, in a happy uh, connection. Um, sharing kindness uh, is a, a participant in the second summer cycle, the Cape Cod Chambers uh, bike ride in September. And so I'm getting back on my bike three days a week, um, which is great for self-care and at the same time uh, supporting the nonprofits. Well, that sounds like fun. I remember seeing you biking back in the day uh, when my son was selling newspapers at outside the Chocolate Sparrow on the weekends. I'd be like, that's your family doctor. Leave her alone. She's having some private time with a friend. <laughs> I remember that, too. Um, so uh, I was off my bike uh, for a bit, but it's great to be back on now. And, uh, you know, bonus that um, we're riding uh, for to p- support many nonprofits here on the Cape. That's great. How about you, Don? What are you doing for fun or relaxation and self-care this summer? Well, anyone who knows me knows I can be found at Herring Cove any moment that I'm not working. Yesterday um, was an exquisite beach day. I was at Herring from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Wow. And I finished a great book that I would recommend called Miss Chloe by A.J. Verdell. Talks about, she's a writer, talks about her um, literary friendship and relationship with Toni Morrison. Cool. So it's a great way to honor Toni's life and legacy um, through friendship. And on Friday night, I did the gallery stroll and swung by Women Crafts for their Friday feminist reading, Stoop Readings. So... If you haven't heard about this yet, Friday night in front of Women Crafts, come and do a reading or listen to feminist readings on the stoop and the way to bring awareness. Yeah, I've heard about it. I've heard about it as the church of Women Crafts from some <laughs> women that I know that come up from Wellfleet for it on a regular basis. So um, that's really cool. I'll have to 
stay one Friday evening instead of zooming out of town towards home in Orleans um, to check it out. So um, what have we been doing for fun and relaxation or self-care? Um, but what we're also doing together, and we just had lunch together before this interview, is th thinking about our um, organizations um, and how we serve a similar population on a continuum of care. And at next week's um, talk, How We Learn from Love and Loss, with Dr. Mary Frances O'Connor, Sharing Kindness, The Lily House, and Helping Our Women will be co-hosting that talk with the Cape Cod Institute. Um, and so I thought we could take this time to let listeners know how we as leaders see the interrelatedness of our three organizations. Um, John, you framed it up during lunch as this continuum of care. Do you mind uh, starting that conversation? Sure. Um, yes, I'm just so happy that our three organizations are here and that we've connected and in, in intersected in our missions. And as I understand it, um, sharing or helping our women, as we know, serves um, folks who are living with chronic illness and helping them with general well-being and managing their chronic illness. Um, and then However, when those clients move into an end-of-life situation, that moves outside of the scope of mm -hmm. the of Howe's mission. And we have already partnered in this way to come in as the Lily House in an end-of-life situation to offer support and guidance and resources. And very soon, when we open in September, an actual home for end-of-life care, um, should that be needed. Um, we however, are not at the Lily House bereavement or grief specialist. And so once we have folks who have transitioned out through the Lily House and their friends and family are in need of professional grief and bereavement support, then we will be turning and continuing this continuum of care to sharing kindness, whose specialty is grief and bereavement support. And so I imagine you all would like to add something to that, but that's how I understand the way that our three organizations work together on a continuum of care. What would you add, Kim? I, I would add that uh, you said it very well. Um, uh, at Sharing Kindness, um, we provide uh, trauma-informed and grief-focused uh, peer grief groups. Each group is clinician-led, um, and we look forward um, to developing a, a group uh, with the Lily House um, after their opening that will be specific to folks um, who've had the experience the experience um, with the Lily House, and likely also prior to that, support from um, helping our women. So, mm -hmm. all three of us at the table here and our organizations are uh, committed to the wellness and support of our community. Yeah, our shared community. Yeah, it's definitely our shared community, and like um, Don said, that our missions intersect and connect and. Um, at helping our women. I guess what I would add to how Don described it is that, um, and I imagine each of us might have a version of this, but I also see the grief support being a part of each phase. So mm -hmm. that certainly at helping our women, we've already collaborated with um, Sharing Kindness to sponsor some LGBT grief support groups. I need to talk to you about another one. <laughs> okay. um, and, um, 
And I know that for um, any kind of life transition, that kind of grief support and this talk that um, we're going to be at next week, how we learn from love and loss, is that really that grief that we experience or the people we work with experience arises from love and is a is is as challenging as those feelings can be a testimony to the the love that um, comes from whatever that relationship is so um, I oh if you're just joining us I'm Gwen Guzzo from Helping Our Women and we're talking with Don Walsh from the Lily House and Kim Mead Walters from Sharing Kindness I'm wondering now that we've talked a little bit about um, your missions um, and this talk will be at next week um, on August 15th, what are some programs going on at your agency or some updates at, from your organization that you want to share with our listeners today? Uh, well, at the Lily House, which is a community home for end-of-life care for any listener who may not have heard of us yet, we have been renovating our house that is located in Wellfleet, in the Indian Neck area of Wellfleet, and we're in the final stretch of the renovations, which is very exciting, and we are planning to open um, towards the end of September um, to bring in our first resident um, who um, as a, is at their end of life and needs a home. And we have our staff lined up, ready to go. We'll be having a community open house before we bring in our first resident. So stay tuned um, for more information about that when we go public with that. That sounds great. Thanks, Don. How about at Sharing Kindness, Kim? What are some of the things you'd like to highlight? Uh, we've had tremendous uh, growth in the number of uh, trauma-informed uh, grief-focused clinicians. At the moment, we have 11, and after a training in late September, we will be up to 16. And that is letting us um, hold 15 distinct peer grief groups um, across the Cape and across the lifespan, and as of August 23rd, also on Nantucket. Um, wow. So happy to support our shared Cape and Islands um, community. Our family peer grief groups, um, the youngest participants uh, are age six, um, uh, and we have um, three groups for older adults and everybody in between. So across the lifespan and across the Cape and Islands, um, we're growing. That's great to hear, Kim. Um, can you share the contact information for your website? And then I'll ask Dawn to do the same. Thank you, Gwen. Um, it's www.sharingkindness.org. Great. How about you, Dawn? Oh, thanks, Gwen. Uh, you can find more information about The Lily House at thelilyhouse.org. And it's Lily with one L, thelilyhouse.org. And also I would like to share upcoming for us is this year we, The Lily House is an official beneficiary of the Swim for Life, talking about community collaboration. Um, so we're very happy about that. Saturday, September 9. So if you'd like to be a swimmer, kayaker, boater, walker, um, and join The Lily House team, you can do that. We would love to have you. And save the date for Thursday, September 14. We're having our second annual pickleball tournament. Wow. Um, in partnership with the Chequesset Club in Wellfleet. Wow, that's exciting. Well, I'm glad you brought up the Swim for Life because helping our women is a long term beneficiary of that. So we are still looking for volunteers to um, help with registration or a day of. Um, 
And you can go, I'm pretty sure, to swimforlife.org or Swim Provincetown or the Cape Community Compact for more information about that. So I want to turn back to some of our reflections on um, the book or the themes that are brought up in the book Mary Frances O'Connor will be speaking about last week, How We Learned from Love and Loss, The Grieving Brain. She writes that there are many different ways to grieve, as many different ways as there are ways to love. I'm wondering what other reflections you might want to offer at this point from maybe it's a piece of a teaching you do in a peer support group or a death education workshop um, that you would want to share with your listeners about um, grief, love, or loss. what are some things that come to your mind as you think about this topic and and what your organization likes to talk about and share with people? Uh, thank you for that question. Well, at the Lily House, um, as we support folks who are at the end of their life, um, we will be supporting uh, folks in the process of anticipatory grieving. So our residents themselves um, are anticipating the loss of their own life. Um, any friends or family uh, who are there, staff and volunteers who are there, um, are all together collectively having a shared experience of anticipatory grief for this person that we're all um, showing up for at the end of life. And how we can, A, acknowledge that there is such a thing as anticipatory grief, what it is, how to talk about it, how to support each other, and how um, to recognize this shared experience that we're having. And it'll be a way, by doing so, it's a way to um, honor the experience that we're all having, to recognize the love that we're feeling for this person who is transitioning at the Lily House, and, um, and then to take that learning into the post, in our case, post-death experience of grief, which then is still a continuum of grief, Mm -hmm. um, but a shift. And um, that might be a nice segue over to you, Kim. Yeah, Thank you, Dawn. Um, uh, And at Sharing Kindness, um, we agree with everything um, Dawn just shared with you. We see grief as an adaptive, non-pathological response to loss. And we also know it, it doesn't occur in a vacuum. Um, we're interconnected, both um, in our local and, and global community. And similarly, how people express their grief, which some refer to as mourning, um, that's also impacted by uh, by community and, and, and by the society in which we live. And so at Sharing Kindness, we want to provide a safe space to grieve, to mourn, to build connection, and to heal. Hmm. And I want to add that our grief groups, peer grief groups to date, have all been um, around loss related to death. But uh, this winter, we'll be doing our first, uh, because we all know um, that, that grief and, and loss can follow many changes in our yeah. lives. Um, we'll be offering a peer grief uh, support group um, for unhoused women um, in collaboration with uh, belonging to each other, uh, another Cape-based nonprofit in Falmouth. And so we're um, excited to expand our grief offerings um, and hopefully we'll continue to do so. That's really, really great to hear. I, um, 
at helping our women know have um, benefited from engaging with both your organizations to um, serve the women that are part of our community and members who receive services. And I think that um, the growth of of your organizations, both of you as founders, really inspires me and is a, a relief as somebody who in my mid-20s, lost my father suddenly, and he was my primary attachment. And at the time, I worked at a place that had a drop-in grief support group. And I was so fortunate to be able to, once a week, go have a brown bag lunch uh, and sit and listen and not say anything or sometimes say something. And that there was a clinician in the room, not that she spoke much at all, um, but... Uh, um, so I'm really, really energized to hear about um, your ongoing growth and outreach and, and know that it's it's good for all of us. Um, yeah, Dawn. Um, thank you for sharing, Gwen, about your, your personal loss, um, which reminds me, I, I too, uh, my mother died when I was young in my late 20s. And this is another angle of, of grief. Um, that is reminding me of the way that a new grief, a new loss can trigger and re-emerge an old loss or an old grief. And that is something that we'll be working with at the Lily House a lot too. So our staff and volunteers, and again, any friends or family members who are there supporting a loved one who is dying, we are all going to be re-remembering all of the other losses in our lives that we've experienced from small to large and how do we support each other when those old griefs re-emerge mm. and how do we integrate old grief into new grief yeah thank you both for sharing and um at sharing kindness we couldn't agree more and on the the little postcards we have with information on our peer grief groups we put specifically an FAQ side, does it matter when my loss occurred? And the answer is no, because it may have been a recent change that brings up mm-hmm. that loss. Mm-hmm. And we, we all know that de- developmentally we miss our people differently as we age mm-hmm. and, um, and they don't. And so, um, so thank you both for sharing. And uh, that's certainly a way we can all support each other by acknowledging that. Yeah. So this, um, you know, Kim, I'm going to tap into you and your medical background for a reflection here, because it's really um, interesting to me, uh, Mary Frances O'Connor, who will be presenting next week, her uh, work on the grieving brain summarizes a lot of um, information about what brain science brings to the conversation Mm -hmm. um, about just how this even framing grieving as a form of learning and the idea that in the brain, the area that's all lit up during neuroimaging studies of grief shows that it's the same areas that that are alive and active when we're learning and, and having to relearn just mm-hmm. our daily routines without mm-hmm. somebody present. What are your... Um, you know, thoughts or, or looking forward to um, this conversation about grief and, and brain health and wellness? Um, so two thoughts on that. Um, the first is uh, our goal um, at Sharing Kindness with uh, peer grief support groups is to nurture 
post-traumatic growth and resilience. Mm. And I think that's um, that. I think that uh, agrees with uh, her um, Mary Frances O'Connor's um, conclusions in her book. And I also think that um, for grievers, particularly in that early raw grief. Um, it's challenging to focus, and we really do have to often relearn mm. how to do uh, some of the things that we had mastered um, easily uh, before. And I think that's important to acknowledge, um, you know, in, in our society where sometimes folks get two or three bereavement days and they're expected to be yeah. back and functioning at 100%, we need to look at the brain science and mm. support the people that are grieving um, and acknowledge that that's not possible. Yeah. Um, uh, but the goal of uh, post-traumatic growth and, re and, and building resilience, that is possible. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. And I um, um, look forward to um, joining with the three of you. It's um, next Tuesday, the two of you, the three of us together, <laughs> next Tuesday. They're we'll looking around the studio wondering who I'm talking to. <laughs> um, so next Tuesday, August 15th at Nassim Middle School in or Orleans at, from 5.30 to 6.30. The event's open to the public. It's Dr. Mary Frances O'Connor discussing how we learn from love and loss and Dr. Donald Meichenbaum. And um, if you want to attend online via Zoom, um, you can email info at cape.org to receive the Zoom link for this um, one-hour discussion about the grieving brain, how we learn from love and loss on Tuesday, August 15th. Um, do you have any um, additional reflections as we move towards the end of our conversation here today, whether it's about how this work has informed your own understanding of grief or any other thoughts you want to share with our listeners? I'm just excited um, that our three organizations uh, are working together to provide this fluid support for our shared uh, community. And a bonus that the Cape Cod Institute brings these wonderful, renowned speakers to our community and that they're willing uh, to come on an evening like next Tuesday mm -hmm. and share with us. Yeah. How about you, Don? Any other reflections? Well, I'm just thinking about the, the connection um, or, or kind of the, the ways that we respond in grief. Um, and for some, and it's not exclusively one or the other, but um, sometimes it can be through talking and processing and emotion and crying and feeling, right? A feeling response to grief. For others, um, it can be a, um, more of a doing response. Mm -hmm. So if someone's grieving and you go and say, how are you feeling? And that's a person who really responds more by doing, more by expressing feelings. Just want to bring awareness to that, that um, perhaps uh, a helpful question would be, um, how are you responding to this loss? Mm -hmm. Which leaves an open-ended question, um, and they can respond by sharing feelings or by sharing you what they're doing in mm -hmm. response to a loss. And so for me, I am actually both, but the doing part for me in founding the Lily House is in direct response to the loss of my mom. And I just want to share for those of you out there, 
who are doers <laughs> and you want to imagine doing something in honor and in love of anyone in your life who you have lost, um, I just support you to go out and and um, to do that in honor of love and loss. Yeah, thanks for that, Dawn. Um, well, we're here towards the end of our show uh, and talking with Don Walsh from the Lily House and Kim Mead Walters from Sharing Kindness. And um, you can learn more about the Lily House at thelilyhouse.org. Just one L-I-L-Y and Lily. And or two total, I guess. <laughs> um, and you can learn more about Sharing Kindness at sharingkindness.org. Um, and our organization, Helping Our Women, um, has, as I've mentioned already, benefited from the work of both the Lily House and um, Sharing Kindness. And I think that the way that we're working together here and, and collaborating is um, a result of and comes from not just personal life experiences, but then also um, a love, like all of our listeners, for this spit of sand that we live on or grew up on and are able to continue to live in. And, um, you know, there's the Margaret Mead quote, the never doubt that um, a, what a small group of committed citizens can do um, to change the world because, in fact, it's the only thing that ever has or something along those yeah. lines. <laughs> and um, from where I sit and the work that I'm able to do, um, leading the team and working with all the different volunteers um, at Helping Our Women um, and the women we serve, I certainly feel like I'm living in that Margaret Mead quote and that idea that this is a small group of committed citizens. And I think that each of our agencies represents that. I want to appreciate both of you as founders and the kind of energy and raw commitment that that um, must be like. I, I don't know, but I can imagine. And I want to appreciate WOMR as committed to community and to connection and partnering in the same way that we are to provide us these airwaves and to provide a chance for each of you who are listening to be connected in community and to be part of this small group, even small for the whole population of the entire Cape, but this small group of committed citizens um, working to make this place that we live and we love even better. Um, I'm Gwen Guzzo from Helping Our Women, here with Don Walsh from The Lily House and Kim Mead Walters from Sharing Kindness. Thank you both for joining today and, and sharing your thoughts. Thank you, Gwen. Thank you, Gwen. Yeah. Well, this is the How Radio program here for you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>